Hello and welcome to episode number 320 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? We're here bro. We're here. We are here for the big one, um, or one of the big ones. Seems like there's been so many big films to cover recently um, in this incredibly uh, busy, spooky season. Um, mm-hmm. it, it feels so long ago when we talked about Hellraiser, but it was only last week. I know, well, um, Friday seems, seems like it was last year, man. Yeah, I know, and it really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but yeah, and I don't know whether it was the the craziness of hellraiser or, or having to watch he- he- uh, halloween ends but i seem to have uh, completely lost my voice in the process um yeah you're not unenthusiastic for this show it's just you have lost your voice pretty much <laughs> yeah so uh this is was the best screaming we can do. at the television whilst watching uh halloween ends we'll find out um <laughs> But uh, yeah, just to blast through some uh, news real quick. This first one, um, I could have sworn I had it on the docket last week, and then it just somehow wasn't there. Um, I tend, I tend to sometimes delete some. <laughs> Just to keep um, the content uh, six stories no man you <laughs> but yeah it's a, it's a fun one because obviously we have the another return of vhs next week um mm. but shudder have kind of already announced another installment yeah. um obviously we had 94 last year that was great it was in our top 10 um we now have vhs 99 next week and already announced for next year is vhs 85 um of course this will be another shudder original um we just know it's 2023 so presumably october again um but some good names attached to it as well kind of the two most notable ones being david bruckner um of course spoke about him a lot including last week um and scott derrickson kind of was really curious what he was going to do after the black phone um and i did not expect him to be doing his segment in vhs i i honestly thought he was probably a bit too big time for it as well as bruckner so i think that this is a massive win to kind of get these two guys on board um but yeah it's great isn't it like more vhs like hopefully obviously it's weird now because we're like now about to talk about the new one that's much more exciting but i am happy that shudder have done this i spoke about it at the time that i kind of saw vhs being a franchise that they could do sort of every other year um so i'm surprised that it's you know this will be three years in a row of vhs and hopefully the quality will stay the same as last year's installment um, yeah, well, there, there's no need for continuity between the, mm. the the releases, so they can have multiple VHS productions going on. They, you know, they could yeah. basically they could just be chucking money to people to make shorts constantly, and then just every now and then either a figure out a wraparound or b shove four of them together, and you got yourself a feature. Like it's it's a it's a great way to just keep that franchise going. And um, so yeah, like I'm. Um, yeah, obviously excited about next week's episode and glad already that they've, you know, regardless of what that movie's like, the 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 names attached in the franchise alone, I'm like, even if next week is trash, like I'm in for the next one. Because, you know, it's clean slate every time. Yeah, and I already like these themes. Like I think eighty five is cool. Obviously that's mm. very you know nostalgia driven kind of time period but i'm very excited for 99 i, I think especially yeah, with what vhs brings to the table it's it's a perfect time slot to kind of put it in so uh yeah very much looking forward to it do we um, get in vhs 85 do we get a sequel of summer of 84 that's been rumored i thought you was gonna say will we get another um obviously next week will we get another steven koskansky uh ad 
um because obviously we had that last year which was phenomenal um <laughs> i still can't believe he's not doing a short like that's crazy to me um that's like the closest we're going to get it seems like like one of these days we'll get to talk about pg and the news well, the, and the funny thing do. is is that like something like this would like shutter ip wouldn't it be fun if they just gave him a bit of money and said give us a 20 minute like pg mm. just madness yeah just in like, the universe the yeah. yeah like you know it, you know i don't you know obviously I, they'd have to you know like hell house and stuff just be like cool it's a shutter thing we're just gonna do a little 20 minute hell house that's in you know vhs world well, it's funny yeah, that you mentioned that you mentioned Hell House. Um, Hell House never ends, bro. Like <laughs> because uh, our next news story is uh, that there's a new Hell House movie coming out next year. Um, <laughs> I genuinely didn't know that. <laughs> I, I knew. I know you didn't, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> Listeners will think that. Oh yeah, he's got the dog. He's transitioning. Like great transition, Mike. It's like no, I'm just sat here sipping whiskey, having a good time, man. Like. <laughs> Especially when the news story happens today, I know for a fact that you've not seen it. Um, oh, yeah, so- I was going to say, I mean, I didn't even know that they'd green a VHS, and apparently that was on the docket last week. So. <laughs> yeah, we literally got a direct email about that one. Um, whereas, yeah, this will... <laughs> I, I do sometimes read the emails as well. <laughs> Um, this will be a prequel next year. Um, mm. House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. Um, and it is scheduled for a Halloween uh, 2023, nice. so a year away. But yeah, it's cool. Kind of, we obviously got to cover the third one, like to do a show on it. And obviously, we've we've seen them all. Um, do we not do one on the second then? Was it, or did we do <sighs> one and two remember. like dark? I think so. Um, because, yeah, we definitely did the third one, but I don't think we did the second okay. one. I would have um, thought we did, but, yeah, maybe not. But they are, like, the first one is still the standout, but I still have enough fun. And there's still just, there's just a level of creepiness and scary to these films I think is cool. And it and it's, yeah. because they're so low budget as well, I think it's really awesome to kind of grow this franchise and to have, like, four entries. And, again, it's just another great, easy thing for Shudder to have. Um, so they, they're just making a lot of the right decisions. Like, say, yeah. it's, to me, their only glaring thing is, like, they need to move hell and high water to get something pg related but um other than that they're doing everything right i'll um, wait for him to come good on his like stretch goals and shit first that's the problem bro. like he's got about 14 comics to make there's some pg like jordans that they gotta make and you know some tupperware and then and then they can then they can come and make a new pg movie like he just he went so hard on the the like additional content for the for the first movie that he's got a lot to to get done i mean you know you've got a comic on the way at some point right yeah i may or may not get that at some point um, <laughs> i mean if money... he just emailed you though and was like okay cool comic book's not happening but you'll get early access to pg2 well like, obviously that would yeah. be fine <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like cool okay i'm good like yeah keep my money yeah, I'll, I'll hopefully I'll get that at some point, which will be exciting. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing is just a small update on um, a movie that we did see at Fright Fest. Um, so to let people know when they can get their eyes balls on it. Um, Something in the Dirt. Obviously, this seemed like it was going to be one of the main ones that was going to get a release, obviously, with mm. the sort of the names attached to it. Um, but this is apparently coming out in theaters November 4th. Um, so, yeah, only in about three, three, sort of three weeks away. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you want to see a really crazy sci-fi movie about two guys just slowly losing their minds as losing they go deep minds. into the hole, then this is the movie for you. If you want to see a more traditional movie or a horror movie, this definitely isn't for you. Um, yeah. But I, I love this film. I would not want to see people lose their minds. 
exactly um, like it's so unique which i think is yeah. its sort of best selling point really but i i loved it and it's cool uh, that it's getting a proper cinema release getting excited there thinking it might have been lola um, yeah we won't hear about that for a very long time <laughs> no but i need to see that goddamn movie again that's like, gonna be even harder for me to even find information unless i, know, I like it's such a, like exactly like it's such a difficult movie title if you search it on like imdb you're just gonna oh, get it's terrible yeah lola like yeah it's such a shame because don't get me wrong like something in the dirt was great but it was almost like a gimme with the people attached that like mm. you, you're gonna get to see it somehow like but with something like yeah lola and kind of next exit even what well, even next exit with the with the cast you know mm. you you're gonna see next exit at some point but but yeah lola's the one where i'm like man i really gotta see that movie again and i don't want it to be in like three years time <laughs> it'll be a nice surprise though whenever we do get to watch it again of course yeah Course, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for the news. Shall we talk about this week's film? Do it, bro. Let's do it. Let's talk about Halloween Ends. So yeah, this is the the thirteenth instalment in the Halloween franchise. Thirteenth, um, unlucky for some. More importantly, it is the conclusion of the trilogy. Um, the, which, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes yeah. to a spine chilling climax in this final instalment of the trilogy. <laughs> which that's, this—that's that's what I would say about it. <laughs> this is a trilogy, but then I was thinking about it just because of how uh, stupid and convoluted it is. Yeah. Technically, this is the fourth entry because, uh, of course, the only the original movie is canon. So, oh, so so Halloween two that happened the night after the first movie doesn't count. That doesn't that doesn't exist, mate. And H2O, bro? No, it goes, no, of course not. You're crazy to think those films mean anything, all right? No, 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 let's stop, let's stop. Let's stop for a second, because I need to take a step back. I need to get a couple of things off my chest before we even go into this movie, okay? Mm. Because, A, I don't like being negative and a hater. (laughs) B, I really like slasher movies. Like, you know, I've, like, I feel like it comes across that, like, I really like slasher movies. They're one of my favorite subgenres of movies. I like a lot of bad slasher movies. And Halloween is a franchise that I actually really love up until a few years ago, you know, when I loved all of the original, like, Halloween movies. I love the stuff with uh, Daniel Harris. I love H2O. I love Rob Zombie's Halloween, like when that came out. And even 2018, like as time's gone on, it's been dragged with these other two. But standalone, 2018 had a lot right with it. It had a lot wrong as well. But like 2018 was was still a good movie. And it just got to the point that everything beyond in that movie that I didn't like seems to be what they're just fucking obsessed with. And and that's where then obviously, you know, the, the last movie came out and we were quite damning of it. But... I just think it's good to get that out there that like I've really come from a place from A wanting to like movies in general, B really liking slashes and C actually really liking Halloween as a franchise historically as well. Um I had the same well a realization over the weekend as well where I was like, Oh yeah, I really like Halloween. Like yeah. it re- really is the recent years that has kind of made me feel like I'm not a fan. When the reality yeah, exactly. is like 
I used to have a Halloween poster on my wall. I still oh, have multiple yeah. Halloween merchandise. And I think that I, you know, that was always my go-to movie for so long. Um, yeah. And then you don't have as much love for the overall franchise outside of the sort of, you know, I love the original movie. I really like Season of the Witch. I like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, yeah. But I've always liked the franchise. There's never been like, a, oh, my God. Oh, you're, I, not you gonna, know, you're not going to call out H2O. Come on. Yeah, H2O is great as well. Like, oh. it really is just... Like I've always liked Michael, and I've liked these characters. Yeah. I like Laurie and stuff, and I liked Haddonfield and all of that. So mm. it is just weird to get to this place now where great um, when the team song. You know what's not like that? Like I really <laughs> don't even know where to start with this film because it feels right. like it was perfectly made to disappoint as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, because I re- I just don't get what they're doing at this point i i'm genuinely flabbergasted and the one other thing i'll say before we then get into it properly Ooh. is like i i've been quiet about this movie going in because i was quietly confident i had a suspicion that based upon kills which was the first time they really kind of got a pretty negative reaction like it was mixed and some people did like it but it was the first time that i saw a lot of people kind of saying like oh what are they doing here yeah um, and i think that that probably shocked them um given how much halloween 2018 was like almost universally loved um and so i was kind of like oh okay they've, they've had that that awful or that sorry that like dodgy misstep in the trilogy and i think that the second entry is always kind of like a lot of people say the second entry is where you can have the most fun, but I always think it's difficult to maintain a decent you've got to create a franchise. You've got to create a franchise. You know, you look at, you look at like, I always think of Saw 1 to Saw 2 and like our like younger history, like we're going to the cinema where it's like, oh, Saw was a standalone movie. Saw 2 was a franchise builder. And it's like, you know, that's difficult to do. And you can't, you know, you, you, movies don't always do that. And and sometimes, you know, you look at Happy Death Day, and it was like that was a great standalone movie. Second movie didn't didn't build a franchise. Yeah, you well, you, you definitely have to do that when it's a new IP. I don't think you have to do it as much with an existing IP like this. No, I think no, it's no, no, definitely not. I mean, hello, yeah. When you're talking, yeah, it's the second in a trilogy, but it's the 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 eleventh and twelfth movie in a franchise we're talking about. <laughs> I think when when this was first spoken about, you know, right at the start, this was always about Michael versus Laurie. That it was mm. the entire promise of these films. It was the entire point of bringing these characters and actors back, mm. and so it always felt like it was leading to this of like oh yeah halloween 2018 was probably better than people thought oh kills is just a dodgy misstep but we, we're getting to the point which mm. is halloween Story versus michael yeah like it felt like it was all built into this and in the fact that this is the movie it really does remind me in some ways of when i saw spiral and how i was so excited to see a saw movie and then coming out of it i felt like i just didn't see a saw film mm. i don't feel like i saw the conclusion to halloween I feel like I just saw a random ass film that made a bunch of terrible decisions throughout. Yeah. But um, do you want to try and do, I guess, a plot and then go into your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go into a plot and, and it's going to be mild spoilery for like the first quarter of this movie because I've got to set up what this, this movie, movie is. Because, yeah, film. this movie's not a Halloween movie, so I've got to tell you that when I give a plot. So, yeah, we, we open up basically with a... Um, is it the the year after Michael? So twenty nineteen does it begin? The year yeah. after the first movie, I believe, is the opening scene, um, and it's yeah, it's the one year anniversary from like Michael's return, and we're introduced to Corey, who is basically a babysitter, um, 
looking after this kid in his big ass house on Halloween night, kind of on the first anniversary after Michael's big return. And the whole the whole setup of this opening scene, it, it's again like I don't want to I don't want to start ribbing things too much, but you know when you watch a screen movie and you're like, oh okay, I'm watching a screen movie here. How are they going to fuck with me? And you never get it. Like I never get how they're going to fuck with me. They always pull the rabbit out the hat. With this one, within two seconds, it was like, oh, there's no Michael. There's no Michael in this opening scene. And basically, in this opening scene, Corey accidentally pushes a child from the kind of this mansion, like five stories up high, and this child falls to falls to his death. And kind of we're because of that, we're then introduced to Corey as this character who is now free from uh, his sentence. He's done his time, and he's basically outcast from society he's still living in Haddonfield and he's kind of living with this burden post Michael Myers of being this child killer even though it was a complete accident um and kind of whilst we're being introduced to kind of um Corey again we're being introduced to the to the Strode family um is it Allison I think is like the the granddaughter right yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, kind of Laurie and Allison, because um, Allison's mum obviously was killed in the last movie. And kind of Laurie is now no longer um, like a recluse. She's living in a house. She's coming out with quirky little one liners and, uh, you know, living a good life. And kind of Allison's the same. And kind of Allison and Corey kind of she basically sympathizes with him that she's the victim of a Halloween tragedy. And so is he. And it's kind of, you know, their friendship that starts to grow and and everything else with, you know, guess what? I've just talked about this movie for five minutes and Michael Myers hasn't been mentioned. Um, You also just described probably the first hour of the film. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, But, you know, at this point now, you know, it's a journey about Corey dealing with what he did and how, how he's going to turn. And I mean, you know, three guesses how that's going to turn out. And, um, you know, it's Michael Myers then makes an appearance late on in the movie, in in this movie. And I can't, I can't go into it any more than that, but it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of nonsensical that we see this much of a movie. and, And I give this much of a plot of a Halloween movie. That's not season of the witch. And we, we're not talking about Michael. Um, we're not talking about Jamie either. We're not talking about Laurie Strode. Mm. You know, she, she's AWOL in this movie as well. Um, we're literally talking about a brand new character yeah. that is introduced in the final part of a trilogy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever is, seen that before. That has got to be a cinematic first. Yeah. That the lead character in the third part of a trilogy is a brand new character. Like, that cannot yeah. be overstated how fucking insane that is. It's wild. Um... And, I mean, I don't know how precious we want to be about spoilers. Obviously, this movie is Halloween and, and Michael Myers. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. There's plenty um, to talk about before that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll get to Michael and we'll get to kind of Michael and Jamie because we do get there eventually. But, um, my God, it takes some time. But um, I'm already feeling tired, bro. Like, do you want to start and then I'll, I'll continue? Or do you want me to carry on with this? I mean... Yeah. I basically, you know, just couldn't, I can't really believe what we saw. And I, and I don't I hate it so much because as much as we joke about like the Halloween movies and we joke about it on the upcoming and stuff like you, I'm, I wasn't confident it was going to be good, but I'm, I'm, I'm just wishful. I want it to be like, 
I want to be sat here being like, oh, they fucking made a Halloween movie, you know? And, and I just, like, the, I think it was about 10 minutes in when Laurie is, like, in her, like, new house and she's talking to Alison. And she comes out with this, like, monologue where she's, like, swearing and just so out of character and just, like, it, like looking direct into the camera coming out with this one-liner. And I was like, oh, no. Like, this is, this is really, like strange you know and and you know and then it takes over half an hour probably to actually see like michael myers in a halloween mask um you know it's just it, it feels like one of these missed friday the 13 sequels in the past where it's like oh let's make a let's make a movie about jason that's where jason's not the killer and it's like you know you don't do that in the third part of a trilogy you do that when you know you're, you're trying to come up with something new you do that with season of the witch you don't do that for like yeah, for this movie, it's just, it's it's so strange. It just blows my mind. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, it's, I, I was very shocked because even though I had had a lot of reservations about these guys as filmmakers after Halloween 2018, um, which I still say is a good film, um, but there was just so many red flags that a lot of people I, I think weren't seeing at the time. And so when Kills came out and was so horrific, I did feel justified in a lot of my worries. Mm. But I cannot believe how much they've kind of doubled down on the terriblenessness of kills and just the, the overall construction of this movie again i'll keep going back to it as the third part of a trilogy is mind-numbingly bad like the fact that um the end of kills where like laurie's daughter gets killed almost has no consequence on this film like it's almost she's irrelevant that she's dead she's just a picture um, in a photo that's it along with yeah. cast of the original movie like, that should have been the entire catalyst to be like, right, Laurie has now switched on. Her main focus now is to get revenge. And so the fact that now is the time when they switch up the character yet again, after we had 2018 Laurie Strode, which was, I've spent the last 40 years becoming kick-ass, building my house, staying in Haddonfield because I know he's going to return. That was the entire premise of that character, which I think works here we get the complete complete counter opposite which is i just want to live my life i've wasted enough years worrying about him he's the boogeyman i'm gonna live my normal life that's fine why the fuck is she still in haddonfield it's mm. preposterous um they try and put in at least one line Mate, for do you know do you know what her house is worth do you know yeah. what her house is worth in haddonfield those house prices since michael's return have plummeted she ain't gonna get good real estate anywhere else, bro. Like her, her mortgage is up. Like financially, it just made perfect sense to me. If only the movie had ever mentioned that um, <laughs> in the in this you know very long film. But it, it, that is is just another small thing, and like. Like I say, introducing a brand new character, having them be the lead, spending the first 30 minutes. I mean, the opening scene of a Halloween movie, again, in context of this film, the opening scene is actually fine because it needs to happen, because it needs to show you who Corey is. Yeah. In the opening scene of the third part of a trilogy, when you don't know who Corey is, this opening scene is awful. It completely puts you down the wrong path but that is the path that the movie wants to take it's showing you who Corey is it spends so much time the the actual I, uh, the awkward romance between Corey and allison was oh like, unbelievable there's something about when two characters and actors are trying to have a romance on screen and when it doesn't work it makes me cringe like no end like i was actively moving in my chair because i was so uncomfortable and i so didn't believe anything that was happening to the point where i was like 
what's going on here like is is one of these two playing a game against the other person because it doesn't feel natural how much they're immediately falling head over heels for each other based upon nothing um so all of that stuff and especially there's even like a bit of romance with laurie which is thrown in which just isn't needed but it's not as bad as the fucking the cory and uh the allison stuff i don't know when he when he brought her through i was pretty cringe like yeah it's just very odd and the the movie is just filled with poor decisions um throughout the entire thing and and it's just weirdly constructed from the get-go. I don't know what they were going for to spend so much time on Corey, but Corey would have needed to have had an impactful part in this finale. But then at a certain point, the movie remembers, oh, wait, people do want to see a conclusion between Laurie and Michael, Mm -hmm. and they just throw Corey to the wayside. So that first hour and 15 minutes of getting to know this brand-new character in the third part of a trilogy was completely fucking pointless. Um, And it's it's one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in a film. You know what? I genuinely feel like not... I I don't want to kind of interject too much, but, like, I I just had this thought, and it genuinely feels that way, that that... They've just over listened to criticism. You know, lots of people have said that Michael Myers is 406 right now. I was thinking, how how is he able to kill people and be as agile as he is? So it's Mm. almost like they were like, well, we need the last 20 minutes to be Laurie versus Michael, but we can't have Michael being 408 still killing people. So we're just going to have him in the gutter for like an hour and then we'll wheel him out of retirement for the last 20 minutes. So who's going to be our killer? And it's like, man, like, just don't worry about that shit. Like, if you're going to make just, just you know, you, you can't humanize Michael. I think that's the problem that, like, we get to the end and, and you know, they're, they're trying to, like, humanize him too much. And it's like, no, at this point, when we're this far, even even if you ignore every other Halloween movie and, and we're still three into a sequel and, you know, technically the fourth into this, whatever you want to call it, like, yeah, He's old as fuck. Like he's not a regular human at this point. We can't pretend that he is. And like yeah. we, 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 you know, that's that's fine. Like we've lived with that for the years. And yeah, so that that just, I feel like that's what they did with Corey. But but yeah, sorry, continue. The that is just another example of the inconsistent tone across these three films. Because mm-hmm. I completely agree that that must have been what happened. Where. I said that in 2018, where I was like, the things he's doing are preposterous. But by the end of that movie, they'd established that's who Michael was, and I didn't care. And so when, in Kills, he straight up murders, what is it, like 15 firefighters at once? Yeah. It's yeah. insane. But I'm like, all right, who cares? The shape, um, bro. Yeah, and then, and then what, a mere three years later, he can't do anything. Like, just anything. He's just the most incapable human that's ever lived. Gone from, like, the greatest killer machine that's ever existed to just nothing. And like I say, that is, that is, that does seem like a reaction to certain people's criticisms, but again the third part of a trilogy is not the time to start making those changes it just to me maybe that was their way of um making it seem like laurie could win is by just completely devaluing michael but i always feel like these movies were in a difficult spot in terms of the realism which is why i don't think they should ever go for realism because what most i think halloween fans want to see is halloween is like an actual rare horror franchise in Mm. that people love the protagonist and they love the antagonist and there's almost no other franchise like it where scream is the closest probably with kind kind of because Ghostface, but Ghostface isn't a person. Yeah, he's individual. And exactly. wears a mask. It's like, oh yeah, you're the new guy, so we like the original cast. Yeah, whereas this is, you know, this is Michael Myers, the whole franchise. 
Yeah, and it's like, so what people want is they want to see the first 85% of the movie, Michael just straight up wrecking people, and we love it, and we're on his side. And then the second it's time for Laurie to fight back, we switch allegiance as an audience, and now we want Laurie to kick the monster's ass. And that's cool. That works. And that is actually what they did really well in Halloween 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And so to just go back on these things it just it's really really bizarre there's there's so many random things i wrote down and then i want to get your take as well overall but like this had one of the worst sound-based jump scare attempts i've ever seen in a film um like hilarious to the point that i almost want to record it and put it on our socials because i i cannot believe that this got passed in we a might movie. just put it at the end of the episode just to <laughs> see if anyone's still awake you have to see it to believe it because i i can't believe it got passed in a movie in a big budget movie like it's laughably bad um just the overall construction where there is literally characters that disappear out of shots um where they are unless unless halloween is now adding a new ghost mechanic um they are just and again i think all of these examples everything we touched upon so far whether it's the the poor introduction of Corey, the complete change of character for michael all of these different things it all just points to bad filmmaking um and that is why i don't think these guys are good filmmakers at all i don't think david gordon green should be making horror films i think that he's been gifted one of the most beloved horror franchises yep. there is, and he did the absolute bare minimum with it with one film. I think the premise of Halloween 2018 carries so hard in that film because it's the promise that everyone wanted to see of all these years later, Jamie returning yeah. to the character and getting a proper send-off that she it, didn't get the first the time. Version that we could possibly get, but we were still satisfied with that because we do actually like this franchise <laughs> yeah, and, and, and loads of people do and 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 she got shafted the first time like make no mistake about it the way that character was originally killed off in resurrection is really disrespectful oh, yeah definitely and, and so like everyone kind of was okay with that as a retcon and we wanted to see it done right and so that's why i think that movie has moments that work of you know her being a badass and then kind of locking him in that cellar and 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 setting him fire to it you just think like had they just made this as one film and moved on with their lives it wouldn't have had this level of eyeballs and now it really begins to question everything because their their writing ability across these two these last two movies is laughably bad let alone the actual construction of trying to make an interesting horror movie you know i i really it's hard for me to tell if this is worse than kills because kills had like 40 minutes of bar scenes that made no sense and didn't go anywhere it had like a 20 minute side plot that was just supposed to be funny with two characters it like there was so much absolute shite in kills um it's really hard to compare the two they're both just terrible but we did get kills in kills and they were from michael yeah because we got one kill in this film which is there's there's two things that i'll give this movie credit for the first one is they did finally fix laurie strode's hair um she doesn't have an awful wig like the first two movies which i'm like oh congrats you know third shot's a charm on that one um so they did nail that um but yeah and then the thing was that there was one good kill uh, which was a fantastic kill and it's awesome but it's almost even more annoying because like you see this one kill and you're like where has this been for the rest of the film it's kind of crazy are you referencing uh the dj okay yeah the dj was good dj was good um but the thing is as well though you talk about the hairpiece and they make fun of it in the movie yeah, she references, like, I fixed you know, my head, yeah. In, in the first movie, they were kind of making fun of the other movies that don't exist anymore. And mm-hmm. now in the third movie, they're like, oh, yeah, we know our first two sucked, but we yep. fixed it here now, and we're going to make a joke of it. I'm like, oh, I'll do one. Like, yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, I think 
yeah, I mean, I don't like this movie, and I agree, you know, I've been chirping in because I can't help myself with, like, various points that frustrate me. And I think, like, again, as someone that likes Halloween and likes slashes, I'm like, okay, let's just strip away everything. Let's strip away Corey. Let's strip away all of these bad dialogue and everything else. Like, did I get a load of cool kills and a cool slasher movie? No. No, I didn't. Like, I got... The opening scene, which, you know, it isn't, uh, like you say, it's needed to set the character up. And then and then we get, like, so long between kills each time. It's not Michael. You know, it's Corey's story. And and then, you know, we get, you know, the, the, the DJ was definitely a standout. It was, you know, and, and, but other than that, there's nothing. And then, and then I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not going to go too far into spoilers, but you know, we get into the final part, and we're like, Laurie versus Michael. I'm like, okay, is this really the the satisfying conclusion that I want, and everything else, and and the the kind of crescendo? And I'm like, it kind of like in isolation. If I watched that 20 minutes, which I actually did, just for like an experiment, um, I'm like, okay, it's it's like it somewhat gives me like something if I'd seen like a great movie beforehand, like this would have given me an, an okay conclusion to it. It wasn't like an absolute shit the bed, but like it, it really just doesn't deliver. Like, like I say, when I strip it back from everything, like it doesn't give me the kills. It doesn't give me Michael. And then it just gives me this plot that drives me insane. I think there, there are like, like you say, there's multiple points where there's, Characters that go AWOL, you know, I think kind of um, Allison in this movie is ridiculous where she just becomes like this this puppet for Corey and then disappears when she's not needed. You know, again, the finale, she's not she's not required for part of it. So she just kind of goes off on a drive and it's just like, OK, I'm going to go for a drive. I'll come back when I'm needed. Like, really? Like, what, 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 that makes no sense. And, and, you know, I just think like there's things like that where I'm like, I just can't get over it. And, um, and, you know, I think, you know, the, again, like with, with something like Halloween and Michael Myers, I think the bar is, is pretty low, like to what would actually satisfy me. That, that's the thing that like I want to get across that like I just want to see Michael Myers with a mask on killing people and the rest of the movie not be like really triggering me and it's like yeah i think a lot of people got that from halloween kills and i personally didn't um and and you know i don't know what happened there because i feel like that may have been the opportunity but like i can't see how this would appease people that just want that because we yeah. don't get that, you know and so it, it really does confuse me and and um was was more of a dissatisfying conclusion to this trilogy than what I thought we were going to get. Um, you know, which, which is saying a lot. Um, because yeah, I think if, if you compare kills to ends, I, I genuinely don't know which one is bad, more bad. You know, I think, I think kills made me angrier in, in a lot of the non Michael stuff, but we got a lot of Michael stuff. This movie made me angry and we got no Michael stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, this, this movie is easily more disappointing because yeah. it is the conclusion and the whole point of this entire tri- this is an entire trilogy it's not like even 2018 the entire mm. selling point was the return and the final showdown and so the fact that we then knew that the selling point of the first movie was only going to get concluded in the third movie that's already crazy yeah the second movie was always going to be a difficult movie to achieve with that with that promise yeah, and, and they even could have, like, like obviously with her daughter dying, but they should have shifted it even more and basically had Laurie not in the film almost, which which I almost feel like they kind of tried to do mm. and and have it more him go after her family or whatever, but none of it just works. And I really, I mean, the, to me, these are the worst two movies. It was the worst movie we saw last year, and this is easily the worst movie we've seen this year. Just in terms of the the actual talent involved in, in certain aspects and just the characters and the IP is what that, that's the thing. thing, you know, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Like, like I don't want to, again, I don't want to sound like a hater where I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis. Like she's fucking Laurie Strode and she's fantastic. And like, you've got her, you've got her back in Halloween. Like that's such an open net, mm. you know, in you know, Imagine when we, you know, when when we're in like the realms of Halloween Six, and they're like, well, there's no one in the franchise, but we just got the mask still. But like, they, yeah. they got Laurie Strode. Now, this they is why I, never, <laughs> I would never pull punches on these filmmakers mm. because I, I truly think they've been given the best gift in all of horror. Like, yeah, look at all these franchises, and it's like, oh, they, you know, they had to make an Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell. That's really hard. Or, you know, reboot Hellraiser, re, you know, do Saw without, you know, uh, John Kramer and all this. Like, it's so hard to do all these different franchises in different ways, even when you're gifted franchises that already have established fan bases. Let alone, I would argue, Halloween probably has the biggest fan base in all of horror and then you're also gifted the original guy who bloody played michael is in hearing cameos and, and you know and occasionally puts on the mask you then obviously have jamie as the star of the show and it's like they really did the bare minimum with one, one movie and then they massively bungled the other two in ways that we have not seen like in terms of doing this podcast for six and a half years now um and you know i think close to 350 movies in terms of budget and in terms of the history and legacy of the franchise to the output of quality this is hands down the worst thing we've ever seen and it's not even close um because they really have just kind of shat on the legacy of these characters and it really makes you wonder like think about how many just okay horror filmmakers there are out there and i truly mean that had they given these keys to the kingdom what they would have done with this as a trilogy of films let's give the holy grail brilliant yeah it's crazy like i think that's the thing this is the biggest missed opportunity i've ever seen in, in genre film to that's me thing, and like all, all i do is like as these movies come out and as i digest them more i'm like my god like rob zombies halloween like how how did he get given this and and like i'm so grateful that like, I, I need to see that movie again because like i haven't seen it in a while like i haven't i don't know whether i've seen it post these movies but like it's crazy and like you know because it because it really is like you know, you, you don't get bigger than Halloween and, and to get Jamie Lee Curtis back as well. And, and yeah, like you said, I, it sucks. Like, I don't want to be this damning on it because I am a genuine fan of the franchise and a genuine fan of slasher movies. Um, you know, I actively seek out bog standard ones and enjoy them quite a bit, you know. Um, and, and they need to deliver on a couple of things, really, with a slasher movie. You know, you've got to have a cool killer or a cool concept for the deaths. And you've got to have a body count. You know, that, that's kind of what you need for a slasher movie. 
you know, and yeah, if you want to be really clever and do something a bit different, but if you want to just pick the boxes of a slasher movie, they're the two things you need. And, and this, you know, Halloween kills did tick that box in, in, in a way of it had a body count, <laughs> but like with this one, it's just like, yeah, you take that DJ kill out of this and what have you got? Mm. Like, you know, you've got a couple of moments, you've got a couple of deaths that are very, you know, whatever with a character that's just not making sense you know and it's just um you know it's just bizarre i think you know going a little bit into spoilers just middle act like when michael actually shows up like i genuinely thought i'd phased out for a minute i thought i'd like i thought i was on like just hallucinating where i was like did he just come out of like (laughs) the swamp like is he just is he just in the wall like people under the stairs and just kind of and i was like nah and i was like oh no that's exactly what happened like how i felt sorry for him to the point where i was like man this is his legacy and this is his final final movie or whatever and i'm like just let him be a hobo just let him live out his days and and live under a bridge dragging him you're dragging him into this movie to just kind of really demean him at this point because yeah interested in laurie at this point like, he's he doesn't even his best life. It, again, you know, that's what's consistent. That. You know, again, this is where they change the character sort of every two seconds. But their one of their mo's has been the fact that he doesn't know who the fuck she is. Like, it's not ever intentional with Laurie. That was why they had to have that terrible new Loomis in 2018 to kind of put them together because he don't care. Like, his whole thing is supposed to be he's this faceless evil. The shit. I kind of, I kind of like that. That like I do as well. As, as it doesn't work for actually what they're trying to sell this as a film, which is supposed to be the the final. Con- confrontation between two characters only one of the characters isn't even aware who the other person is <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but if you told like that, that from Laurie's perspective yeah. and it was good that would be fine but the, the movie forgets who Laurie Strode is in the final part of the trilogy <laughs> for the whole film and they go hey here's Corey I the construction of this movie will like haunt me to the day mm. I die. If you had told me like if you described <laughs> what this film was two weeks ago, I wouldn't have believed you. That I know this is what this film is. I know part of me like I genuinely thought that. Like where part of me was like, I wish I'd have watched this movie before you and we could have recorded a podcast where I described to you this movie and, and you would have just thought like I'm absolutely having you on. I don't like, think I anyone would, would believe it if they've seen it. Brilliant. Time. But I think as well, like just just on that point, like actually a movie where laurie is like you know they could have really you know these these um you know multi massacre you know shootings that occur and all of these things where these victims are actually faceless to the killer mm, yeah. and they've and they've ruined people's lives you know yeah. i think like that could have been a real interesting point with laurie where it's like she's dedicated the last 40 years of her life obsessed with this killer he doesn't even know who the fuck she is like she was in a house that he didn't get to get the kill and he's just moved on and she hasn't like that would have been a real interesting standpoint where he's like yeah you, you were just a number that i didn't achieve and you, you were number 12 and i'm now on number 40 like i really don't care laurie like that would have been like a an interesting juxtaposition between like what this franchise has been versus like this you know different dynamic and you know Halloween 2018 kind of leaned into that and then it, yeah. Yeah, it completely, you know, and, and kills just completely like ruined that idea because I think it would have been, it would have been super interesting, you know, to, to see that where like 
she is stalking him and he's like i i really don't care like i'm just out for the body count and like you're a pain in the ass so i'm just going to kill other people <laughs> like it would have been it would have been interesting and and they just don't achieve that you know yeah and- it's just another example that this was never a good idea to make into a trilogy it, it is and that's something that you can't i guess fully put on the filmmakers it's more the the money people behind the scenes but this was clearly i mean it's gonna make money all of these movies have and so they're they're laughing the way to the bank but in terms of like there really is diminishing returns at a certain point because if you've robbed people of these last two movies like they really have they're gonna make another halloween movie in the next five years like they 100 percent will but people are gonna remember this shit um and people aren't gonna just go out in their droves mindlessly because you're probably not gonna get jamie lee curtis ever again and, and you shouldn't for starters in terms of just to at least somewhat preserve the legacy of this story even though it really doesn't deserve it and i'd, I'd almost rather she had another go at it but like you, she's not you can't back. you can't give her not 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 her her character because i don't mm. want to i don't want to downplay jamie lee curtis because she she you know she performs the script that's given to her and and um you know she went out in resurrection in a way that was awful for the franchise and not fair to the character they got the second bite of the cherry and she went into the role and, and, and did what she was asked to do, you know, and, and, but I just don't think you can now do it a third time. Like you say, more, Um, more than anything, I would absolutely love to know Jamie Lee Curtis's honest take on this trilogy. Yeah, me too. Because she's, we, we, I don't think we will, um, because there's just way too much money involved, but I think that she is outspoken and she, she has opinions on things. And I would love to know if she, like, if she's genuinely a fan of it, that's perfectly fine. But I would love yeah. to know what the real answer is. Cause obviously she's only going to say positive things about all these films for the very long foreseeable future. And I don't think we'll ever hear otherwise, unfortunately, because this has clearly been like a massive cash cow for her and it's fair enough. But like, she can't be happy when she signed up back in like 2016 or 2017 or whenever it was there's no way she like and especially after the promise of 2018 as well she can't be happy with the way her character has played out in these last two films like it's just really crazy to me um yeah (sighs) yeah it's really it's really annoying me like this whole thing because i think that it's I don't like coming across as Mm. as this negative, but I think there are times when you, like, as always with the show, all we are is 100% honest. It clearly comes from a place of love. And I think that the the only reason why I am so willing to make it kind of, I guess, more personal is because I really have a problem with these filmmakers in terms of I don't think they're horror filmmakers in the slightest. And I think you could say, well, they made a good horror movie in 2018. They did. They absolutely did. And that will always be the best argument against what I'll always say against these guys. But my anti-argument is that i drew i truly think that they did the minimum with what they were given and going forward i think it speaks volumes that there's two projects that these kind of guys are being attached to which is an exorcist trilogy which <laughs> like fucking knock yourself out because i don't give a yeah, shit about the exorcist um so that's brilliant you've literally picked the one big horror franchise that i do not give a flying fuck about so that's brilliant um but on the other hand it's one of the ones that is very near and dear to my heart which is the the hbo series of hellraiser and I have no idea what the hell that would even be, especially with like the current kind of canon of the recent movie. But like HBO, they don't miss. And I and if you, if they put Hellraiser, I do not want to see these awful people behind it. And to to end the point is like 
there's a reason why they want to be known as the guys you bring in to to handle classic franchises because that is a really good job to have um they're, they're not james wan they're not mike flanagan they're not making original awesome new horror stuff they are doing the absolute bare minimum with things that are so nostalgia driven by the fans and the quicker people open their eyes to that the better because then they won't keep ruining stuff and we'll give it to actually again all i'll say is this trilogy in an even competent pair of hands let alone the best filmmakers that we celebrate at the end of every year this would have been phenomenal it writes itself laurie strode coming back after 40 years come on that is an amazing idea mm-hmm. um so yeah it's very annoying it's really upsetting and i think as well like i don't even know whether we want to go into the final acts of it but like the Can actual, do if you want. like like the i'm not going to go full spoiler with it so but like the actual laurie strode michael confrontation is so it's over so quick, and then the actual conclusion is so dissatisfying for the actual Laurie versus Michael, you know. And and it's just there's these cheesy one-liners with like, you know, her calling in the fact that there's a suicide, and it's like that's not happening. Like, and I don't want it to happen, but it's like it's not happening. Like, don't don't play this card. There were so many parts of the movie where it was trying to be clever and trying to. Um, and I, I genuinely think that part of that is the fact that we live in a world where Scream is relevant again, where, they, where they're almost like trying to play the the gotcha card. Mm. Like Halloween has never been the gotcha card. It's just like, yeah, there's this fucking shape and he's going to wreck you unless you can stop him. Like there's no there's no like who's behind the mask or I've got you. It's like, no, he he is an unstoppable force, but you've got to find a way to stop it and survive. That's Halloween. And and the fact that they did this with like Jamie, where uh, you know, and it was multiple times with the movie, the, the opening scene. I, I swear, the opening scene was their attempt to try to make a Halloween version of Scream. Um, and then I think in the in the final act, it was a similar sort of thing where it was like, of course, it wasn't going to play out that way. Is is if we get to the final act of the scene and Jamie Lee or Laurie Sode, sorry, just just blows her brains out, and Michael rocks up and goes, didn't get there quick enough. Like like in what world was that going to happen? So, like, you know, don't try and make that be a gotcha moment. And I think, like, um, you know, I think that's the thing. Every time I try to give this movie, like, a little bit of slack, I then think about it and I get really worked up. (laughs) Mm. And I think that's how this whole franchise has been. I think that's where it began in 2018, where, yeah, I agree, they made a good movie, that still, like, the more you start to break it down, it does wind you up. And then they've just gone off the rails since then. And and it is it is just such a shame. I think, you know, thankfully, it's time for this trilogy to be put to bed. You know, again, like, talking about Halloween, like, for the future, like, I really do hope they make a movie soon, another Halloween movie, because I love Halloween. I love Michael Myers. Like, just give me give me a guy in a mask, in a, in a Michael Myers mask, and... I'm hoping that I can get back into the franchise because I kind of want to move on from this podcast talking about it. I want to move on from this trilogy and and hope that, that, you know, we can actually, um, you know, get excited to see Michael Myers again at some point in the future. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Is that I, I still want to survive this trilogy and call myself a fan of Halloween. Mm. That's like the thing I want more than anything right now. Um, I wanted this trilogy to be good. It is not good. Um, it is very, very far from good. Um, but I don't want it to ruin multiple 
Halloween entries that I've had love for for a very long time. Um, but as far as recommendations go, this is the strongest avoid I could possibly give. And my the one thing I will say is literally watch any other horror movie this year um, over this film. Um, don't support this film. It is a giant waste of time. At least some try and show people that these guys should not be making horror. They're not welcome in the genre as far as I'm concerned. There are so many people out there that clearly love it that aren't just in it for a quick buck, that aren't just going to take over existing franchises and do the bare minimum and then ruin them. Um, so yeah, just go watch original horror. Like Literally, Smile is an original horror movie that's in the cinema right now go watch that twice before you watch halloween ends yeah i completely agree like yeah definitely do not watch this movie and like you said actually you know <laughs> yeah go watch smile twice because at least that's a movie that if they announce a new smile movie i'd be like okay cool like let's build something from this but yeah i want i want this to crumble away i want it to disappear and i want michael myers to come back in a way that i'd love love him to because you know, nothing makes me happier than watching a Hellraiser movie that I absolutely enjoy. You know, watching Chucky on TV that I'm loving. You know, getting getting Jason, getting Freddy, getting Michael on the big screen. Like, like they'll always be icons to me. That's that's my childhood, and like I, I want them to still be relevant forever. Like I never want them to die. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just hope that Michael does return in a way that I can appreciate him again. I still can't believe that earlier this year we had a bad Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that had a fantastic Leatherface. Like, Leatherface was great and the kills were awesome. It's just the mo- the overall movie wasn't a well-made film. But I still came out of it having a lot of fun because they actually, yeah. they actually nailed the character. And, like, those kills are so strong still. Yeah, if you want to promote, like, like, historical horror IP, go watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre because... I'd much prefer that bar than than the bar we've just seen for Halloween ends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd still rather people see good horror films, and I, I like. And I don't think it's a good film. Um, but it has so many things that I really, really enjoyed. It's just, yeah, I don't want to re-review that movie, but I'll keep saying it because I don't want I don't want to be misquoted and people think I genuinely think it's good when it's absolutely not. Um, but my God, does it have some fun kills in it? Um, but that's what but, I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean about liking slashes. Like, I can I can like a movie quite a bit if if it just gives me what i want Mm. and when i go into a slasher that's what i want like the movie can kind of you know just just be a bit all over the place if the kills are good it is funny because obviously that was what i remember seeing as the biggest uh, defensive kills last year which i think is absolutely fine and i had no comeback to that was like oh if you enjoyed the kills that's fine um and i almost feel like the filmmakers made this movie as a direct response to that to be like no fuck you we don't want even those fans anymore (laughs) so it's not even going to give you that yeah they they don't want they don't want the fans of any halloween movie that's gone and they don't want (laughs) fans of their own movie in the middle of their trilogy that's what i take away from it definitely yeah i'm like well good luck because you're not going to get any fans um (laughs) but yeah that was uh our unfortunate conversation of halloween ends Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back So yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for another week. I do feel like the the annoyance of that movie really did uh, fix my throat, so that's quite nice. Um, that's good. That's good. I thought it would. I mean, 
you know, going into this, I knew it would do two things. It would cause me to drink a lot of whiskey and it would cause you to get so irate you'd forget about your sore throat. Like, I knew those two things would happen, but my God, it was still a journey. And yeah, I'm, I'm still feeling frustrated, but let's move on. Yeah, I don't know if you've watched anything other than just the uh, the usual TV to talk about. Um, yeah, I've I've just been having my my usual fun watching Chucky, um, uh, you know, uh, and yeah, I think that's about it. I I don't think I've done much else this week, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about episode two other than it was very good and it was definitely better than episode one. It's definitely closer to what I want it to be. Um, and it was, yeah, it was enjoyable for sure and a massive improvement over the first one. But it's still, you know, I'm st- I still need to see where it's going because it's the, there's still a lot of questions. Like, that's why I don't want to just say all the things we said last week because I still feel like a lot of the things we said stand it's just okay it it wasn't a transition episode anymore we got you know legacy characters which is always a a shit ton of fun um i the one thing i did want to reference is the fact that um they are making so much about calling out that jennifer tilly is jennifer tilly i know i love it so much i love it so much i think is really starting to back up the theory that i came up with last year about how fiona is going to get her body back um which would be so meta and hilarious if they did try and introduce a sort of fiona dorf the actress in this show um because i said at the time i was like well i don't once you eliminate someone's arms and legs there isn't really much else you can go with that (laughs) no i I am i am perplexed with fiona's character more than anything like what they do yeah yeah, for sure. But it's, it was it was very enjoyable, I thought. It had some good kills and it had some better Chucky moments as well. Definitely, definitely. And I think, obviously, like, the, the Tilly-Fiona stuff is, like, you know, fascinating. And especially now with, with the reintroduction of more legacy characters, it's like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? And, like, mm. you know, I'm very excited to see how that goes. And it's it's such a weird thing where you've got it almost feels like we have this and it's kind of felt like that with this, this season uh, with, with the whole TV show where it's like Chucky, the TV show is this kind of young coming of age cast with, with Chucky being involved with them. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of Jake's story. And then, and then, but they also want to continue cult of Chucky. So it's like this weird, like, dual edge tv show where it doesn't you know it doesn't feel like right now that these two will ever blend back together but obviously mm-hmm. they will but like mm. it's such like they're in this like you know strict um school and and chucky's there and it's very old school and then then you've got this you know 30 year history of jennifer tilly and, and fiona kind of playing out the canon of chucky elsewhere and it, it's so wild especially when like andy inevitably fucking pops back up <laughs> and it's like well, where the hell is he gonna be you know it, it, um like i'm not complaining i'm it's just it's weird that we have these two things but i enjoy both and so i'm happy like i'm kind of equally happy when i see both because whenever i see jennifer tilly in the chucky world i'm just filled with absolute joy yeah. And then and then when i get to see jake and i get to see them at the school i kind of know i'm gonna get the chucky doll which makes me happy. So I'm like, I'm like, cool. Like either, either wins. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like Jennifer Tilly, just in Chucky in general across film and TV yeah. is easily one of my favorite things now in the genre. Like yeah. it's just always been consistently great. Um, she's always been hilarious, like every single time. So it's, it's great. I, I do like yeah, her the fact that has never dipped. Like it's no. always been absolute perfection as to what her character 
is at this point and now she is just playing jennifer tilly in the world of chucky which and I feel is- like as well we kind of got to the point of okay how much more can she do just with chucky dolls and that was mm. exactly when they introduced fiona which was exactly what the <laughs> franchise needed at the time so it's so good um and then they're like well fiona might get away from you let's just chop off her legs and arms i mean she was already in a wheelchair but she still has Chucky moments as well when she flashes and she is Chucky and then she gets to do her amazing impression. Yeah, it's, it's man so good. Chucky is so good. Um, but I do like how we don't really know what Chucky's plan is right now. Like, he's not in it as much and it's purposeful yeah. because he's got a plan and we don't know what the plan is. Like, he's he was taking... right now, man. He was like taking photos of the of the kids, wasn't he? And it seemed like he was trying to set them up for something. It's it's very interesting where they're going with it because obviously his whole goal of last season was he was trying to get them to kill someone, mm. which he ended up doing with Junior. And so yeah, and they're kind of saying, "Oh, is that what he's trying to do?" No, it seems like he's doing something else. So I'm I'm really curious to see like what is Chucky's plan um, for the season. Um, but yeah, the only other thing I did watch just I just want to briefly mention it as a random reason because of something we talked about before, um, which is Rings of Power. I've only seen episode six. Um, oh, let's talk about it, bro. Let's talk. Let's sit back. Let's talk about it. Well, yeah, we're not going to talk necessarily <laughs> about the plot or anything because we'll we'll save that for when we've, we've finished the show. But you, you'd referenced before about the age rating thing, and yeah, my um, God. obviously episode three and episode six both have a 15 rating whereas the rest is a 12a and i do think it's funny because we give a lot of shit to the bbfc on the show um and rightly so whereas i think that this is actually a case of them doing a good job because you know for for most horror movies that we see most people aren't gonna give a shit what the rating is and so that's why we always poke fun of like is it a 15 is it a 18 we don't know and that's fine and i think it's you know it comes from an all right place whereas this is a show that is going to be watched by you know every other horror movie we're going to see this year combined and then some so like they had to do their due diligence and the fact that it is rated per episode and episode three and episode six are notably more violent than the rest like 100 percent. like this fast episode six i couldn't believe how many stabbings there were up close with blood spurting um the the woman gets an arrow like through her shoulder and chest mm. we and see the like blood is like ripping from her yeah, clean and we see it get pulled out pissing blood close-ups of it by the way constantly Mm. it's not like this is all implied it's straight up close-ups then someone gets like a hot sword or whatever to kind of quell the wound and we see that all up close and she's screaming in agony as all this like i was like holy shit i was like this is not kids cannot remotely watch this um which really is kind of like different for lord of the rings because we we always wondered like how much of it will they go the game of thrones route and obviously this isn't going to have like sex and stuff like that but it is interesting that man they really have pushed the violence more than i thought they would especially for season one um but i've loved it i i thought episode six the actual like all of the fights were incredible like it's really good like this yeah. season has just continually surprised me to the point where like i'm definitely going to rewatch this um yeah. because it's it's really well crafted and the actual action set pieces are, are phenomenal um so yeah i've had a great time i, I did not i don't know why i'd kind of talk myself out of it because i was like yeah i like lord of the rings but it's, it's almost all to do with peter jackson um and i think without him it's nothing almost whereas i don't know that's sacrilege to some but i truly think peter jackson mm. was just phenomenal whereas this kind of okay. shows like oh no i do like lord of the rings mm. without peter jackson so it's it's great i'm really i'll definitely watch the uh the last two before we record next week so we can talk about the uh the finale i'm curious to see where it's going to go definitely it's crazy like you say that uh, i i completely agree that like you know i was 
you know, almost going into this with no expectation and almost with the thought that, like, I don't even know when I'm going to watch it. Yeah, same. You know, and then, like, I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, yeah, I fucking love Lord of the Rings, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because in my head I was like, oh, I love Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. It's like, oh, no, like, Lord of the Rings on TV, like, like on the screen, like, if they if they give me Middle Earth, I'm going to love it. And, and yeah, episode six is definitely the standout. Like, it's it's just nonstop like where I got it and I was like, wow, this, this, this truly is the best Lord of the Rings has felt since return of the King. Like in terms of like the, the action along with like, you know, getting excited in that, like I, I was really into it. I thought it was really well written as well. How much mm. the tide changed in the fight. Like I didn't see the twist coming with like mm. when they reveal who they've been fighting and then how it turns to the orc side and then how that like just a yeah. really well crafted fight that had like genuine back and forth. Where I was like, oh shit! Like they've won in a way that it, I didn't it felt expect. Like and yeah, it was yeah, great. It felt like they were fucked. They were making a last stand. Then they had a brilliant baller plan and it worked. And then. You know, it was a game of chess, and it, yeah, it really felt like the most the most strategic battle that I've seen in Lord of the Rings. You know, you kind of, you know, you look at a lot of them, and they just kind of chuck numbers at it. You know, mm. it's like Helm's Deep; they just chuck numbers at it until Gandalf rocks up, and then and you know, and it's like, yeah, this one actually had like real strategy going yeah, on, from and, and, and which was yeah, really cool. Yeah, it, yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah, it was really good. I'm I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing the rest of it. But yeah, it's it's easily been one of the standouts of the year on TV, which yeah. I wasn't expecting. I, I feel like we were both in the spot where you know we liked Game of Thrones, but we were always kind of just like, oh yeah, we wish it was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then for a while, you know, you get that fatigue, and then the way it kind of ended wasn't that great. And then there's like the spin off, and I'm like, oh, do I watch this? I don't really care. Oh, it's got Matt Smith in it, who I really like, but I don't really care that much about Game of Thrones and it coming back at the same time as Lord of the Rings. But it's wild that. I, like all that stuff aside now like lord of the rings is here it's taken forever and and that is my one again thing is i i just hope that season two comes out next year if it's not in 2023 i'll be devastated because i don't want to invest in a tv show that isn't going to be like yearly at this point um obviously like pandemics aside because that could happen but like as long as things stay normalish, like i don't want to be waiting two three years for a new season of tv it just drives me up the wall um and it does worry me with this because this is like the biggest most ambitious show but and especially with them obviously moving it all to the uk as well but they are they have started production so that gives me hope um yeah. and i do like the Hold fact on. that it's only eight episodes like again that that is one thing that modern tv has gotten so right is like yeah. don't don't be crazy with you right and, and like this is long because it's what an hour an episode hour and I was, 10 minutes I, was say, I mean it's only eight episodes but like each episode it's eight eight hours, which is a lot, yeah. like it's over eight hours i don't think a single episode clocks this is over nine definitely just yeah. over nine i'd say so that's yeah. good nine hours of tv is great for a season like yeah for sure um but yeah that is pretty much it for another week um like we mentioned in the news bit of vhs next week i i can't wait i'm, I'm like so this has gone under the radar with the madness of, of hellraiser and halloween yeah. um but i fucking love vhs i i have lo- like i love three of the four films um so i really hope that this next one can be as good as a majority of the films and i it's one that i've gone completely radio silent on either so i, I haven't seen like a teaser or I, I don't know i haven't seen a screenshot i don't think of no. this entire film no i have no um, idea like what any segment or anything of this looks like 
Yeah, um, I just noticed in 1999, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Is it four segments? Is it five segments? Like, I, I read at some point who were doing this, the the segments, but at this point, I've I've pretty much forgot. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Another great one next week. And then, yeah, they, they keep on coming as we get into sort of the end of the month. Hopefully, we'll get Barbarian soon and Pearl and may, maybe, who knows, Terrifier 2. Like, there's so many movies. I really want to watch that Del Toro show on Netflix that's out next week as well. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we haven't even spoke flanagan still i know i haven't even started that like i mean i want to get lord of the rings done and then i'll probably start midnight club um so yeah we'll definitely talk about that yeah, as well I'm, I'm a few in nice how many do you know how many there is 10 in it how long are they uh long <laughs> oh jesus yeah they're uh, they're all about an hour Oof. so far i've watched right. i've watched four and they're all yeah over 50 minutes i'm pretty sure oh that um, feels like his longest show yeah, um, it's, it's it's crazy. Like, yeah, um, I think I think like yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure each episode so far has been, and yeah, and then there's definitely ten. Man, I really want to rewatch Midnight Mass. Like, oh, man, like, have you have you rewatched it? No, but I'm one hundred percent am. Like, like I, I'm not going to go into my thoughts on Midnight Club right now, but like, um, each episode that I get that I watch a midnight club feels like a disservice to midnight mass right now where I'm like, <laughs> man, I just want to watch midnight, midnight mass. I keep oh, fucking two names, man. But I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I've never rewatched it. And the more I watch this, I'm like, man, I need to see it. <laughs> Cause midnight mass is so good. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like Flanagan just put his heart and soul into it, and it really shows. Like it's mm. going to be obviously this is such a different thing because this is his more like. Well, I think he only directed the first episode. Yeah, he did. Um, but like whatever his next project is that he goes all in on, it's going to be so hard to compare to obviously like the heights of Hill House and Midnight Mass. But then we said that after Hill House, and he and he made Midnight Mass. But I don't know. Midnight Mass was like on the back burner for so long. Um, yeah. yeah, it seems like it. That was his one thing of like as long as i as long as i get to make this before i die i'll be happy and and my god did he achieve it um i just i at this point i know we've said it before i i just wanted to make a film we, we've had so much of him do tv mm. now that we kind of like like i remember watching the um shudders uh 101 horror moments which i'm still watching yeah. seeing old um uh god what's it called uh, gerald's game and mm. just being reminded like oh that's a phenomenal movie like it's pro it's like probably his best film and it's one of the best things he's done it's amazing and then yeah obviously most of dr sleep that we love like i really want to see him move back to to, to cinema because i think yeah, we're missing out just getting him on tv um but yeah, all good stuff. All so much still to talk about. Like I say, this has been the busiest period for a very long time and long may it continue. Um, but yeah, that was episode 320. Uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Through my veins and travels to my head, they said You'll die soon enough anyway, shut up I can't, mainly because I never could How could I start that?